must admit you've surprised me. To what do we owe this newfound stoicism? I know he's coming. He'll find me. He'll take me away. Don't you understand? There's no one coming for you. You're wrong. His love is real. So is mine. William, find me. William? You do remember some things, after all. <laughs> it just so happens, I knew a guest named William, too. Why don't I tell you where his path really led? William didn't know how to fight. Didn't have an instinct for it. Not at first. But now he had a reason to fight. He was looking for you. And somewhere along the way, he found he had a taste for it. Welcome back to uh, Gundam at MHQ. This is one of your hosts, Neil, and uh, joining me always is uh, Chris and Solbro. Guys, say hello. Good evening. Yo. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, episode 183 of uh, Gundam at MHQ. And uh, in this episode, we're going to be doing the first five episodes of the second season of Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron Blooded Orphans. So. Um, We'll be kind of talking them as uh, we're not going to go through individual each individual episode. We're just going to talk to them as a group. Um, some of the highlights, lowlights, and uh, uh, definitely um, you know our, our thoughts about <clears throat> uh, the, the show. So, uh, guys, anything as I saunter over to the Larry King Memorial News Studio for some news, listener submitted news. It's a new day. <laughs> it is. And, well, it's Thursday. I it mean, is. well, it is. It's, it's seven o'clock on the West Coast, so the day's almost over with. So, oh, yeah. you guys, it's all pretty close to being over with. So, um, Chris, anything? As I go into, got some great news here. So, anything? Any any wisdoms, Chris? Maybe anything? it should be the the Roger Ailes Memorial News Desk from now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'd rather I'd, I'd rather have the uh, I'd rather it be the Will McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, all right. Well, as always, I'm in the uh, 
the, the new studio here for some Neos Listener Submitted News. And if you ever have any news articles, always go to the Neos Listener Submitted News articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. Ooh, and this is some good stuff coming up uh, just um, oh, a little bit after Christmas, but people have some money after them. Uh, Philly Gundam fan comes with a uh, submission here that says uh, there's going to be a Blu-ray upgrade up. Turn A Gundam. Yes, Turn A Gundam. <laughs> Part one is going to have a, a Blu-ray upgrade, um, and it's going to be distributed by Right Stuff. Uh, if you get, uh, if you, oh, you can upgrade your Turn A Gundam DVD Part One. You must mail it to Right Stuff by March seventh with twenty-five dollars to cover the Blu-ray and shipping costs. Wow, that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, you know, why don't more places do that? Because there's so many things that you had on DVD that now are able on blu-ray if they're remastered i mean make a lot more sense you could just they could destroy it for you or ship it to you know africa like they do with the loser of the super bowl t-shirts and stuff like that i mean i think africa is a different dvd region oh sorry and blu-ray region so wait a second it ain't all america on the dvd regions what's this (laughs) so uh Thank you, uh, Mr. Philly Gundam fan. Ooh, he a net dude. Uh, also talks about some new Gundam Blu-rays coming up from Right Stuff. It looks like Mobile Suit Gundam, the movie trilogy, is going to be on Blu-ray in uh, 2017. That'll be cool. Maybe they can. Maybe I can mail them my uh, my DVDs. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they want that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want those old Bandai things. They don't want that old Bandai junk. <laughs> and uh, they um it's worth mentioning this is probably not in your report uh someone asked them on their facebook page is there any possibility of doing a similar upgrade the movie trilogy because they had put that out on dvd only this year oh, okay and they said that they'll have information about that as they get once they announce the release date okay so if you bought that movie trilogy, maybe uh, you will get an upgrade. Ooh, we shall yeah. see. That's awesome. I didn't because I still have my old uh, purple box set. Same here. <laughs> from the early aughts. Looks a little weird on the TVs now. <laughs> that 4.3 is starting to look hor- more and more horrible. <laughs> Which uh, we'll, we'll go to some new home and live on. Yeah. Like Andy's toys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, and more Blu-rays coming out. Uh, 0083 Stardust Memories are, uh, is going to be on Blu-ray and DVD early 2017. Wow, we get to see that uh, the uh, the the bro the bro the bro vacation with Kelly and Co. <laughs> and glorious Blu-ray. <laughs> no, the glory of carrots. <laughs> the glory of carrots. That too. Um, a porn stash in Blu-ray and <laughs> Blu-ray high definition. <laughs> the greatest montage in all of Gundam. <laughs> As I touch your hand. <laughs> Yo, oh, Kelly. Man. <laughs> Yo, Kelly lays them. <laughs> Never change. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the OAth MS team and Miller's report is going to be in the Blu-ray and DVD on the same time, both dubbed and subtitled. Sorry, I didn't. All the uh, WA3 the same way. Oh, I know Chris is looking forward to this. MS Igloo is coming out in early 17 of Blu-ray and DVD too. Just subtitled though. So um, Get those space Nazis ready. Space Nazis, hell yeah. Well, it's not entirely space Nazis because they did confirm it's going to be a complete package of all Igloo, including Igloo 2. Oh, nice. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so we get some, some 
some Fetties in there, so it's not all space Nazis. Oh, yeah. Darn it. <laughs> Damn you, Japan, always screwing it up. It's all about Zeon, right? I don't want, I don't want both sides of the coin. <laughs> yeah. Zeon had it right. Pop some Tic Tacs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Tic Tac Popper, dude. Forgot about that guy. <laughs> How could you? Because, you know, he pilots the Hidolfer, which is clearly better than the gun tank. Never oh, forget, yeah. Never forget the Gundam pharmacist, man. <laughs> That is true. Always serving them. So thank you, Mr. E. Netu, for that submission. Ooh, Philly Gundam fan comes back, and he's got a, a link here for the new teaser trailer of the uh, Gets Live Action that um, says it's – I haven't seen it, but it's saying uh, – he says here it's about uh, Major going cloaked and punching the hell out of a guy is the, <laughs> is the description he puts there. So I don't know if you guys had seen it or not. I, I haven't e- seen it. Yes, uh, it's yeah. pretty much straight ripped from the, the original – Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much is, man. They they tried to go for the look of the anime, and uh, it looks good. I'm a little worried about it because uh, I thought it would kind of like go take its own route, but it looks like they're really trying to capture the look and the feel of the original animated movie. So I guess it's a good place to start. Um, I, there was a featurette that also dropped on the net for those who didn't see it. Um, it's out there as well. It dropped today, and it's pretty interesting. They had uh, Mamoru Oshii visit the set, and he said uh, he approves of what they're doing, and he uh, he approves of. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. He he approves of Scarlett Johansson being uh the major. He said uh we couldn't have had a better pick in the in the in that little featurette. So you can you can find it on the on YouTube. Just look up Ghost in the Shell featurette, and uh, pretty interesting. It's about two minutes long. Hmm. Yeah, and the actual trailer dropping uh in a few days. Yep. So you're if you're not listening to the live stream, go watch that trailer that is presumably out by now. It's going to be hard for me to imagine Scarlett Johansson as an action star. Just saying. Well, she's, she's been Especially kidding. like shooting people with guns and, and stabbing them. And I've never around. seen that before, so I don't know. I, I mean, that Can she awesome. do it? Can she, do Can it? she Can pull she it pull off? off? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Man, Phil fan comes up with another one. He says, and this is pretty much, I think, what you were talking about, uh, Chris is um, uh, going to make glue update. It's going to feature the hidden one year war apocalypse 0079 and the gravity front all caps. So I believe that was what you were talking about there. Um, ooh, Vent Noir. I was waiting for him to sh- uh, bring Why'd up. Why'd you go all Matthew McConaughey there suddenly? Why? <laughs> did I? Yeah, you did. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Must be my inner mask. You just, you just, you, just I, you were just about to go, all right, all right, all right. Where's my hey. wild, where's my wild turkey? <laughs> Well, I'm just going to tell you guys, I went out and bought a Lincoln, so maybe that's why. <laughs> just don't drink that wild turkey as you're I've driving been, it, man. I've been driving Lincolns ever since before they paid me to talk about them. <laughs> just I've been driving. driving Lincolns before they even started making them. <laughs> I was in a movie called The Lincoln Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> With Lincolns. <laughs> Hashtag Lincolns. <laughs> Are they gonna par- Is he gonna parlay this into like uh, doing Lincoln Logs, like Lincoln Log commercial for Christmas? No. Sure, why not? He'll bring I've back always Lincoln Log. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they've, never, they've been gone for twenty years. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> no. The one here is um, from Brent Noir, the evil Australian, the most evil of all those Australians, and um, he's got a talking here. I guess. Um, the Pacific Rim sequel is uh, filming under the title Pacific Rim Maelstrom. Oh, yeah. Ooh. What does that mean? Is there going to be stormy weather? Apparently. <laughs> the, way, the way it got revealed is... Uh, Maybe sea, sea monsters? <laughs> 
Maybe. Um, the way it got revealed is, um, what's his name? Uh, our boy Finn from uh, <laughs> Force Awakens, uh, John Boyega. He, um, he t- I guess, tweeted or Instagrammed a cover of the script. And it said on the cover, uh, Pacific Rim Maelstrom. So that was their official reveal of the title. And they just started filming, I think, either yesterday or today. So Which means it'll probably be changed. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be released under something else. Because I have a feeling that he had to sign an NDA that said, um, you may not want to. <laughs> but make sure you release it. deliberate. Well, that too. I'm sure that, that, that could have been it too. They, they, oh, yeah. Studios recognize that actors have social media followings and they they use it so you see actors officially announcing stuff on their social media instead of the studio social media because it gets more traction so i I doubt that this was uh an accident or a coincidence no no not at all well i'm looking at the link here and wow that's that's a really nice script i mean it's got a leather bound cover on it wow Mm -hmm. got his got his uh initials on the bottom there Ooh. They spared real, no expense. Real stylish. Yeah. <laughs> Pacific. And um, Ben Noir comes back with our last uh, article of uh, the day. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty light on the news front. Um, and it was basically something um, I think either Solbro or Chris had said earlier that uh, Omar Oshi had given his uh, stamp of approval of the live action film. So um, there you go. Not much more you can say on that. So I give it a thumbs up. Not really. Got to wait and see. But um, thank you, everyone, for your submissions. And um, if you always have any news articles, always go to the Neos Nissler Submitted News Articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk Forum. And um, I guess without any further ado, let's speak about some of those uh, orphans. Cool. Some, of the, some, of, some of the people that the general respects a lot. The, how, how is the general <laughs> feeling about uh, that Iron Blood Orphans got a second season? Is, is he kind of coming around to this or is he still very hostile towards these orphans yeah well he'll always hate orphans (laughs) down to the bone (laughs) because they're war orphans yeah and they must be hated and they're dirty they are dirty he must have been really mentally scarred from all of the twist (laughs) (laughs) dirty orphans everywhere or annie pick one Jimbo, we're thinking of you. <laughs> so, but um, I guess no one jump up all at once. <laughs> well, you know, I thought we were, you know, doing uh, fake news banter. Oh, were we? <laughs> I thought we were going to the. I was done <laughs> with the news. There's not not much going on. I guess I guess it was a slow news news week. I don't know, but. Uh, all right, then uh, let's uh, just stop right here. It was kind of, it was kind of, it was kind of my segue to uh, doing um, the reviews on Iron Blooded Orphans. <laughs> well, somebody dropped the ball. Congratulations, Solbro. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to keep us on point, Solbro. You're I'm the producer. So sorry. Chris, please take us to Iron Blooded Orphans. Uh, if anything, uh, our review of episodes. Uh, uh, 26 through 30 of Iron Blooded Orphans we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Chris, if you could give us a brief overview of just the the, the broad strokes, or, or just get us uh get the ball rolling. There you go, take it. <laughs> okay, so we interestingly are starting at episode 26 for this season compared to mm-hmm. to Double O, which went 
all the way back to episode one. And it's been a year since the first season. A lot of stuff has changed. Tekadon is a lot more powerful now. They have an earth branch. They are more organized. They have their place solidified within Tewaz. Um, Kudelia has a company now, the Admos Company, that is helping with the mining of half metals, which was the big prize that she won back at the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. What, is that, what is that noise? What's going on? Yeah, there seems to be some feedback going on. Uh, I'm not who's, hearing anything. Who's doing what? Hang on. Let me I'm, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not, so. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Hang on. Let me mute my mic. I, I didn't even hear any feedback, so... There's a little bit of feedback going on. Uh, it might be a cell phone reception or something. Uh, I've, I've got my cell phone away from my uh, from my microphone. Yeah, it's not me. That's weird. Uh, I don't hear anything. Well, All right, go ahead, Chris. I, <laughs> I I hear a faint buzzing. That's what I hear. And uh, but go ahead, sir. Well, there there it is now again. Yeah, it's back again. It's, it's like Morse code. <laughs> it sounds like cell phone reception. Uh, cell phone. Someone, if your if your phone's too close to your mic, uh, I would say just set it aside if you can. That usually causes a noise like that. I'll just, yeah, well, I just I just threw it in down the hall, so <laughs> I hope I didn't break it. No, nah, but the buzzing went away. So good stuff. Go ahead, Chris. Maybe it was Thanks, my phone. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it's always his fault. Yep. So, a lot of uh, the world now distrusts Gallarhorn because of, you know, their fuckery that was exposed last season. Mm-hmm. So now some of the economic blocks like Arbrow are setting up their own military and Tekadon is their consultant because these economic blocks have relied on Gallarhorn for 300 years. So they don't know anything about how to have a military anymore. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty bad state. Yeah. So our pal uh, McGillis, the charringest char who ever charred, has been rising up the ranks because he now is the head of his family, and he took out Galio, but more on that later. Mm -hmm. He took out Carta, and he's now at the big boys' table and is maneuvering to get more power, but that puts him in conflict with uh, Rustil Elian, who is the most powerful of the seven stars. So he had all this uh, politicking going on. And the first arc basically is about some loser politician guy on Mars who wants Kudelia's help. She tells him to piss off. Mm -hmm. So he hires space pirates to kill her. And said space pirates attack Tekadan on Mars, and then they go up into space to fight them. And it's a big old fight with them and Gallarhorn. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mika gets to smash a lot of stuff. And after that, we switch to the Earth branch, which the uh, the main dude there is Chad, and yeah. also um, Takaki. Yeah. Mm-hmm who's there with his sister and things aren't quite going well over there because a uh, bomb explodes that injures Chad and uh, old man Makanai <laughs> and this uh, auditor dude Radice sold them out 
and there's a mercenary who's running the show now who works for Rustle. He's manipulating a war between uh, Arbrow and the SAU to mess things up for McGillis and Tekadon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's where we find ourselves by the end of episode 30 that uh, everybody's about to get played. Yeah. What I just described carries over into episode 31 that we will discuss later points. So, Sobro, your highlights and lowlights. Well, I guess I'll start off since we, uh, we're talking about the Earth Branch. We'll start there. Um, yeah, uh, it's pretty interesting what's happening on the Earth Branch uh, uh, with uh, old Takaki and uh, with the fact that he's kind of in charge but not in charge. And to see the struggle that he's going through uh, with being manipulated by what's that guy's name? Radish, Red yeah, Radish, the piece of shit. This guy. Uh, I guess he comes from uh, Tewas, but he's on the yeah. he's on the take from Gallahorn, kinda, because he's working with that one guy, uh, uh, Galen, Galen Mosa, yeah. Um, and just to see that they alluded to Galen um, when you had conversations from. Uh, What's his name? Uh, the guy Rustal uh, El Elion, uh, the guy in charge of the um, the the fleet uh, for Gallahorn that's over by Mars right now. Um, the fact that they sent him to kind of manipulate events to pull in uh, our boy McGillis and what and and involve him, which we'll see more of in episode thirty-one, of course. But um, just to see how that's playing out. Hey, thanks, spoiler. Oh boy. <laughs> I didn't say much else, but uh, but, sure enough, <laughs> but to see how they're getting played like that just really, really frustrates me. And I know that Takaki's probably not the best person to be in charge of the group. I know he has his qualities, but he's also so kind hearted and he's thinking about more so uh, how the team, uh, how, how, how his men, the well-being of his men. He thinks of that so much that he's not seeing the entire picture. And uh, that's uh, that's how um, Radish is able to kind of manipulate him and and to hold him at bay. He can't even talk directly to or to to to, uh, to Orga uh, in order to find out what's going on on Mars or to find out what to do next. And I just want him to be more assertive, but he's not going to be. And it makes me wonder: Is he going to get killed <laughs> because he's not um, he's not assertive enough to 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 take the reins and the, the push well, you would know about dudes who aren't assertive enough oh boy they're my favorite <laughs> i do like that takaki's living on earth with his sister and that they got finally got reunited and she's all about them books but she's also you know pretty cool with uh aston uh which i guess was one of the one of the human debris from the pirates that they encountered in season one and he was uh, yep. he was adopted by uh our boy uh what's his name? akihiro akihiro yeah he Muscle bro. Him. Muscle bro. Adopted him and another guy named Derma, which we see is on Mars with the rest of the gang. And uh, I, I like the fact that uh, he's becoming his own guy, but he, he knows his limitations. And it makes me wonder if he's going to actually grow this season or not. I like Aston. Uh, I, I think he's a bit simple minded, but I hope he definitely does develop. But I, I have a strange feeling they're setting him up to kind of uh, to look after Fuka if uh, Takaki croaks. So <laughs> we'll see there. But um, on Mars, man, things are real interesting, man. To see that uh, Tekadon is growing by leaps and bounds. They got that. Uh, they got that one mine uh, given to them by Tewaz when they took out the the damn uh, what do they call it the the DHC the um, I want to say the Dawn Horizon Core. They took them out 
uh, after they face off with Rooters and uh, pretty much made short work of them. And they manipulated the battlefield pretty nicely, especially since Gallahorn showed up to back them up and to hinder them at the same time. But the fact that they gained that half metal mine makes me wonder exactly uh, what's, what fruits that's going to bear besides mobile suits. Uh, we saw that they discovered a new Gundam uh, in that field. So I wonder who's going to get that. Uh, <laughs> it did remind me of Turn A, I'll tell you that. Um, I hope it's not Hush. Cause, uh, I was, waiting, I was waiting, waiting for a blackhead with a wooden fish to show up. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Hush, Hush, I guess, is the new one of the new main characters of this season. And people think I'm that... I'm going to uh, get you. People are speculating, and I'll just pull this up right here. People are oh, I love speculation. People are spe- oh, they're speculating that he's going to take over. Yeah, he's going because to- Mika will be killed or go crazy and and be the last boss. It's like, oh, yeah, exactly. Um, Sir Baldwin. Where do people? I just want. Where do people get these insanely stupid ideas that they repeat? Think actually. Um, Makes sense. I think he's going to be, and, a they're, so, and they're so detailed too. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, oh, he's going to do this. Mizaki's going to die. Blah blah blah. You know, and then it's like, oh man, really? Mizaki did it. Yeah, it's it's like, okay, I get it. He's a he's a he's a war orphan that has this whole thing with his, um, you know, his friend was trying to get that surgery done, mm-hmm. and you know, ended up killing himself because it didn't take and all that, and uh, but. You how how are we thinking that he's? I mean, this could be a complete red herring. Let's yeah. just see what happens. I mean, this he, this kid in the next episode could have a freaking mobile suit step on him. Yeah, he, he's you gonna, know, for I, all you know. I believe he's going to be a character of importance, but I don't think he's going to really? take, take over me because, of course, they focused on him. They told his backstory. He's not going to be like the main character of importance. I'm just saying he's going to be someone who the story will focus on. I don't know if he's going to. Sounds like another intergalactic pizza delivery boy. Oh we heard boy, about. I, I didn't say he was going to be King Arthur. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I'm just saying they're spending time. They, on said him. It, they, they spent they spent two minutes doing his backstory. So you know what that means? <laughs> they're spending time on him, so I think his story is going to go. They spent time on Sajay Crossroad too, and we sure. saw what that ended up being. Sure. He was a horror keeper and <laughs> pop tart delivery boy for freaking Natsuna. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right, hey but- bitch boy, I need <laughs> I need the seven arms. <laughs> I need the what is it the G riser? Yeah. What, what was the thing he was right? Yeah, the G riser. The G- bitch boy, bring me the <laughs> get out of here. Bring me another stuffed crust. Yeah. Scram, kid. <laughs> bring me that new uh, grilled cheese crust pizza. But <laughs> I, 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 I'm interested Sounds to see. Awful. I'm interested to see where he goes. He's abrasive. He almost slapped Atra until he almost got his arm broken by Mika, which was a very fitting scene. But I did like his backstory, where you find out that um. That he was, uh, you know, another, another, he was from another set of orphans that were looking to get, uh, hopefully, uh, freed up. Kind of a theme in this show. Yeah, yeah. But that they're, they had a, they had a, uh, a leader in their group that went and joined, uh, um, CGS and then ended up getting the operation, but it, it crippled. Which, by the way, was like totally gross. Yeah, was terrible, dude. What it did to him. Yeah was horrifying and did you can you imagine how many kids had that operation only to be discarded like trash and this is just one of these kids and um he ended up hanging himself because he didn't want to be a burden on the other orphans and it kind of haunts Push's thoughts so you can you get a little insight on him i didn't like him until that point and then you finally got to you know um relate to him and now i'm kind of interested in seeing where he goes as long as he's not a hindrance to everybody else in tekadon 
So um, the only other thing I'll bring up before I turn it over to you guys is uh, uh, what do you guys think of uh, my boy uh, Vidar? Masked man? The Gee, man. I wonder who he is. It's clearly Biscuit, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear You want to hear a dumb theory about that? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Go, just, please tell just me. Just in line with uh, Gundam fans saying insane things that they somehow think sound normal. Okay. Um, he, this one person thinks that Vidar is the mind of Ayn inside the body of Galileo. Wait, what? 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 Okay. Oh my fuck. <laughs> why why would you take it a step too far? I mean, I, we had this conversation at the end of last season and I re- I remember you had your doubts that homeboy even survived, which I can't blame you. They didn't confirm his death nor they did not deny it. I know in the same episode a lot of characters got a severe beating. And yet they lived. So that kind of clued me into the fact that he was still going to be around, especially since McGillis told him his whole fucking plan. I was like, there had to be a reason for that, especially when he when he ended it with the exclamation mark. It's like, oh, oh, and I'm marrying your sister. So it's like, OK, he's coming back. He has to. There's no way they're going to leave this thread untied. And I was so glad to see that he was still around. How he survived, I'd love to know. And I hope they get into it. But um, I know, I know, uh, I want to know what your thoughts are. Do you think that they should have went this angle? I mean, we need a masked man. But uh, I, I, I would just kind of rather that people who seemingly are dead actually just be dead. But mm-hmm. it's not like we haven't seen this they, before. They fully showed him dead and then brought him back. Oh yeah. I mean, we saw Ayn dead for sure, but people still insist that he might come back. Like what? Where? Okay. <laughs> Um, there's nowhere else for his story to go so I don't know why Ayn would come back at all there's there's nothing to tie him there it's over by the way people um, it's been a year since this show started Mm -hmm. can you please get it right freaking dude is Galileo not Galileo I still see people writing Galileo Galileo. (laughs) fills me with an inexplicable rage every time I see it the astronomer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we charting stars y'all that's what <laughs> fun times but uh that, that's what i wanted to bring up uh but i'll pass it off to neo neo uh by all means well it's um i thought it was pretty interesting that you see okay tekadine wanted to get to the point where they're being respected and and you know making their own money and stuff and they are and then you can see that they're like Ogie and all of them are like, wow, this is a lot harder than just going around, you know, fucking up shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> running a business sometimes is a lot harder um, than that. And I, I feel bad for the guys on Earth because, you, yeah, you can see that bad things are just going to happen to all of them. I mean, they're, they're going to be the catalyst of, um, I'm sure, of a, a major intervention. Um, but um, that, that, that was that was the that was pretty interesting to see and i, I kind of like that they they went that route and um you know it's good to see that the the world is still a lot in chaos it looks like there's some stability that's been brought in but it's it's very tenuous and you can almost get the feeling that everybody's almost like this is kind of too good to be true um things have got to go down you know things are going to be going down um you know pretty soon and and we see it they do with the the space pirates which are like the new baddies when you need something to go on just bring in the space pirates <laughs> and uh, i mean so some of that stuff's pretty interesting um yeah the 
the unearthing of new mobile suits and Gundams and stuff. Um, you know, you, you laugh because, yeah, it reminds you of turn A, but it does kind of make sense because the, the Calamity War was from 300 years ago and, and um, a lot of these things probably got buried up or lost or whatever might have happened. Now, one thing I would like to kind of see if they could, and maybe they are going to go this route since they're digging stuff out of the ground, um, it would be kind of interesting to just get a little bit more about the Calamity War. I don't need like a whole arc or something on it, but maybe just a quick like breakdown. I mean, I know we know kind of the, the general points, but um, maybe some other things, you know, just to kind of flush it out a little bit more because it does look like it's a very important part of history that's still, I mean, for 300 years later, it's still, um, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's still matters. And um, there, there had to have been something just like we saw in turn A that, you know, I know in turn A it was the moonlight butterfly, but in, in this world, you know, in the Iron Blooded Orphans world, there had to have been something where there, I know Gallahorn actually consolidated military power, but still, it seems like some of that technology was lost or intentionally hidden or something like that. So I'm actually kind of wondering if we'll get some weird faction of Gallahorn or some other new faction that's going to be like, oh, we're the keepers of the great dark secrets of the Calamity War. <laughs> and, you know, that'll probably be the point where they'll get the, you know, Mika and then we'll get their upgrades and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, because it is kind of, it's got a lot of elements of different Gundams and you can kind of see it where in some ways where it's going, but, you know, um, then again, it, it could definitely change. Um, it, you know, we get to shout out to Biscuit's hat. Rest in <laughs> peace. I mean, I, I think they, I, th I really think Mika and them should have just poured a 40 right at the base of his hat there. Right at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, was it 40 ounce loaf? And, and maybe this is me being like OCD or something. Mm -hmm. But when they showed that monument on one side, there was way too many names on one side and on, on the other. It wasn't I was like, could you balance this out? A little bit? <laughs> I think uh, it's there so they can add more names. I thought that I, 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 at first I was like, they need, and then I was like, Oh wait, they probably do need it. For <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're, they're only, they're only like uh, two, two, uh, two episodes. In. <laughs> There's always room for more. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to do a whole new, uh, uh, monument. It's a, it's a lot cheaper just to chisel in some new names. Um, when Orga wanted to take a shortcut, to get to where they want to go, they're going to lose a lot of bot. They're going to drop a lot of bodies in the in that wake of that uh, of of trying to trying to go up the elevator as fast as they can. So, yeah, yeah that, that that blank spot's going to get filled up real quick. <laughs> and you know that brings up a, that brings up a great thing that you know with Orga the it's I mean he was ambitious in the first season, mm -hmm. but the fact now that he's very ambitious and. I think in a way because of what he went through, I mean, he's, he still cares about his guys, yeah. but you can tell in this one a little bit that he knows that, yeah, I'm going to lose some of these guys. He seems like he's more willing to uh, play a little fast and loose with Tekadine to get the ultimate goal than he was in season one. Yeah. And that, that's pretty interesting to see, um, you know, cause he was kind of a bitch boy in the first season. I mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't that big of a um, a fan of his. I mean, he got better towards the end of the season. But he was still a little, 
maybe kind of naive or whatever it was, but um, he's still learning the ropes. But now, I mean, it's very interesting. I mean, he's he's very ambitious, and it it is interesting though because you can see that of all the people with this kind of tenuous piece going on, he seems to be the one that's the most um, the most kind of anxious. Yeah. You know, in, in, in some ways, I mean, he's not sleeping. He's he's con- he's a little micromanaging, and mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering. I mean, is there going to be a showdown with him and maybe Mika? It's like, yo, dude, you need to chill the fuck out or something. Well, you know, so well, Mika don't seem to be standing in his way, at least not yet. Um, and not I, yet, yeah. but I mean, he he's a, Mika's just that character where he freaking surprises you. Like yeah. the dude will go like episodes where it's like he's just popping those little freaking coffee bean things, <laughs> and they actually look like little rat turds. Um, <laughs> the nutritious <laughs> and delicious oh, and delicious. Put them in your put them in your mash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gross. But he's that dude that's like, you don't hear anything. He's just sitting around, and the next thing you know, he just like, he gives you like a minute tirade about something, and he's back doing whatever. So, what'd you, what'd you think of that back and forth between, um, between Orga and McGillis when they met up after the battle with, uh, with the Don Horizon Corps? The fact that, you know, he's going straight up, I don't trust you at all. And, uh, but I'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll continue working with you because I know it's our way straight to the top. Well, I mean, it shows that he's, he's grown a lot as a leader. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's, he and he's good and and you know McGillis is McGillis. I mean that guy's he's turning out to be a pretty pretty awesome character <laughs> in a lot of ways. I mean I I just love just kind of the audacity of this guy. Mm-hmm. And I mean he he he's one of these maniacal Gundam I guess maybe anti-heroes or whatever you might antagonist whatever whatever he ends up being in this story um but he's just not really cookie cutter, and he's not too—he's um, not too annoying. Because sometimes these guys get a little too annoying. It's like he—I think what's kind of interesting about him is he, even in the first season, he kind of knew his limitations with stuff. So, and, but he wasn't beyond him to you know go behind the scenes and do what he needed to do because he's not a frontline guy. I mean, we we know that. So, but. Um, other than that, it was it was good stuff. I mean, good five episodes to start off a new um, new new season, uh, new new villains, new uh, new stories, and you know, it, can there ever be a, a, a Gundam that concludes? Can you ever have like a second season of one of these things where it's just nice? Maybe they don't have any Eternal Strike. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, then you wouldn't have Gundam. Damn it! I'm sorry. But. If you want nice, go watch Build Fighters. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. We get that in. Now it seems we're probably going to be getting that every so often. So it's like, okay, doom and gloom, Orphans killing each other. Oh, build fighters. Okay, everything's happy. So, <laughs> but uh, back to you, Chris. Well, uh, a couple of things that jumped out at me. First, that uh, we get a pretty quick explanation of how the world has changed in the last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. which could have been drawn out a lot more and slowed down the pacing. So they really got off to a good start this first episode of not having to rebuild momentum because they kind of had to do that with double O a little bit of reassembling the team and with code Geass definitely reassembling that team mm-hmm. wasting at least the first five episodes, just getting everybody out of prison. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, I think iron blooded orphans learn that lesson of don't put people in prison. <laughs> 
you have to waste like three episodes getting them out of there. Exactly. Yeah. Takes time. Uh, you have to dedicate a whole arc. <laughs> too many, too many parole hearings and stuff. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. No conjugal visitation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the battle where Mika just jumps out of the shuttle and. and <laughs> <laughs> You know, start smashing dudes was good stuff. Uh, it was good seeing him uh, fight with the lupus in space, and he got the upper hand on Sandoval Reuters, and man, was he giving that mobile suit a bashing. Sure was. Holy God. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal fights. I mean, they, they, keep no, they that always up. happen in this show, just yeah. very, very brutal fights because of that lack of beam weaponry that I think is such a great touch yeah. that you just got to go in close and be brutal. He even put yeah. his own suit through the ring. He put the, when, uh, <laughs> when, uh, when the, when the mechanic, what's his name? Uh, uh, Nady, uh, Nady, uh, when he, when he brought it back after it ran out of gas and he, he said, Oh my God, you almost, you almost destroyed this thing. <laughs> I've got well, did it run out of gas or he just broke it? I, I thought had, he broke I think, it. I think he just broke he just it. Broke. He just broke yeah. that thing. He was so rough on the, on the lupus that it's like, Yo. well, he, <laughs> he jumped. He jumped out of. The, he jumped from this and went down to Earth. I mean, it's like yeah. <laughs> he knows the fact how to make that the thing even survived smashing down was amazing. Exactly. He knows how to make an entrance, man. But yeah, he he wrecked that suit after wrecking so so much ass when he got on the battlefield. But yeah, it's kind of funny that uh, the, this guy doesn't know his own strength. <laughs> Yo, I think he knows his own strength. He just doesn't care. Yeah, he does. yeah. It's a certain type of enemy. So it's interesting that seeing him fight now because uh, his injury that happened at the end of the first season, he is officially the first uh, disabled Gundam pilot. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey. Um, it's funny. Um, Yazi asked, "Is he, or, or is it, or is it the, those other guys from Thunderbolt?" The, yeah, Iron Blood oh, references. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm talking main character. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Not the the. Zeon losers. Yeah, those guys. Just crappy music. Speaking of oh, Mika, God. speaking of Mika, he says, uh, uh, Yazi says, is it safe to say that Mika is probably one of the most, if not number one, brutal pilot in terms of combat and kills in Gundam? I can't think of anyone more brutal. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I mean, sometimes Shin could be pretty brutal, but mm-hmm. I don't think he got anything on. I don't. I honestly, I don't think even Shin. Yeah, as you said, it has anything on Mika at this point because Mika. He doesn't hold back for nothing. Is oh, what about Setsna? Yeah. Setsna was pretty nasty too. Setsna was, but I think I think Mika would make him shiver. <laughs> and no, Yahtzee, we're not counting Crossbone because that's not real. Oh, <laughs> smack it down! It's not animated. Yeah. it's not animated, so it didn't happen. But it should be back in the toilet, you. <laughs> 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 also, even then, Seabook uh, was not the main character of F- of uh, original Crossbone. It was Tobiah. So, exactly. Anyway, doesn't matter because Crossbone doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing matters. Um, what else? I like how Kudelia has come so far from the beginning of the series and she's definitely shed all that naivete that she had. She's a little more world weary. Oh yeah. Definitely see some more age on her just because of the amount of experiences that she went through. But 
you know, she's a smart cookie now, and she's not going to let anyone play her like this loser who tries to ride her oh, coattails. Oh, you talking yeah. about Yo John? Oh my God! Yeah, I, and I, ends I, up I. ends up getting a uh, pistol to the face. Oh my yeah. God! That was a gangster scene too. Holy shit! I mean, Grant, I didn't well, all those all those dudes are gangsters, yeah, man. Literally, this, is, quite literally. this is this is like Gundam Mafia, yeah. basically. Well, that, that whole scene uh, where. Uh, Orga's like running his racket on Gyojan. It's like, yeah. am, am I playing like a Yakuza game? Yeah. <laughs> or am I watching Gundam? Mafia like, suit Gundam. You know, it's like, you know what's going to happen if you don't pay, right? Yo. Yeah. He's got the cheap suit and the, the legs up on the table. It's like, what? Where, where, where's Kazuma? Spilled the man's tea? <laughs> is, is somebody going to bust somebody's head open with a bicycle here? Yo, we're we about to get into a, uh, a quick time event. <laughs> There's a. Uh... If a, if, a, if, a, if a Gundam crew from North Jersey comes in, I, I'm, I'm going to be crapping my pants. I love how they built up tension in that scene, too, when Mika was reaching inside his, inside his sling and pulled out those raisins. And it's like, oh, man, this is so good. And then uh, eventually he went and pulled out that pistol and just wet <laughs> his chest up. It's like, oh, my God, dude. I, I can't believe. I mean, I, I believe that it happened. But at the same time, these guys are just efficient now. Like you know, if you if you don't got reparations for these guys, you you will pay the price. They have a reputation to uphold on Mars, so you know that's that's key among all that stuff. Just just the way Orga and Mika just walked up in the office. You thought he'd have time to leave the building, but no, those motherfuckers were there. <laughs> so I saw some people complaining about this that mm-hmm. uh, it's not right for him to kill somebody who's unarmed you know as he had done with uh, those guys in the first season and i'm thinking to myself who the, who the hell cares this guy i got pissed at kudelia because she rejected him so his response was to hire pirates to assassinate her exactly why why does he deserve to live just like especially the- since people got killed on tekadon's side because of him mm-hmm it's just like and, te- and, Teka- and Tekadon is not they're not a heroic outfit they're basically mobsters yeah. yeah they're mercenary mobster guys I mean they, they, they've taken over everything everything they the point that they've gotten to at this point has been paved in blood mm-hmm. I mean they were they were for all the first season they were doing um, you know they're hired out as mercenaries exactly. and so the fact oh well you shouldn't what would you shoot him and then put the gun in his hand? Or he had a gun, you know? Yeah, I mean, they've, yeah. been, they've been taught from youth. So they've, stupid. They've been taught from youth. Live by the sword, die by the sword. I mean, if you look if you at... Hire, if you hire assassins, you should fully expect to die. Exactly, yeah. dude. I mean, the way that you, you look at it, the first episodes of this season kind of mirror the first episodes of the first season, too. Like, you have, uh, you have an outfit that kind of tried to uh, kill off or, or expend um Tekadon, and then they had to pay the price for that it's the same thing for this politician trying to um hire the 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 dawn horizon corps to take on Tekadon and to capture um to capture uh, uh kudelia just like in the first season where she was in danger of being captured or killed and you know you got to pay the price if you want to if you want to you want to play this game and you don't got the money to, to to give us reparations for for what you've done. And and w- w- his reaction when he looked at the bill, <laughs> and and then he got on the horn to try to call Gallahorn, and they weren't giving any fucks. It's just the uh, just just the pacing of that scene was fantastic, man. I, I just I love where Tekadon is now and how they're running shit. And I certainly hope they just continue to advance. 
until it all comes crashing down. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the shoe's going to drop. We already know McGillis is going to screw him. <laughs> Eventually, anyway. Um, I also love all of the uh, politicking on McGillis's side and how he's gone from using uh, that alias of Montag mm-hmm. to now just being out in the open with Orga. And you see that scene with the interplay between the two of them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the two of these guys want to use each other. But in the end, who is going to use whom more and mm-hmm. get the upper hand? Exactly. And obviously each thinks it's going to be the other. So, Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of maneuvering this season. And I'm, I can't wait to see uh, just just – just them getting their backs against the wall when uh when when the other shoe drops on that foot, man. Because uh, I don't know where McGillis is going to take this. I think McGillis wants to keep him in his uh on the good side as long as he can because he knows they're an essential uh, part of him taking back the Mars space for Gallahorn. But um, I think he's going to use them until they're no longer needed, and then he's going to discard drop them. them like like yesterday's news. And I still think, and this has been my thoughts since the beginning of the series, that especially now that Orga explicitly is saying that he just wants to take the shortcuts to success, yeah. that at some point he's going to go down the wrong path, and he yep. is going to make a decision so wrong that it's going to force Mika to think about things for himself Ooh. and and kind of disagree and go down a different path, kind of like Biscuit. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Because <clears throat> so. as soon as he said, as soon as he was talking about that, about taking the shortcuts, it's like, man, <clears throat> that's that's the that's the trap that everybody gets into. It's like, okay, you've had some success. You're the big man on campus now, but you still got to put in the time and there's still people that are going to be trying to take you guys down. And I, I agree. Yeah. Cause you, you could kind of see it that there, there were flashes of that in, in, um, in season one where it seemed like Mika was starting to maybe he still supported Orga, but you could tell in his mind, it's like, mm, I don't know, but I'm still going to support you. I think he so. definitely has the potential to just dark and become yeah. a big bad. Yeah, man, Ika will have to fight. So we shall see. Yeah, they, they could end up on the opposite sides of a uh, of a very a very potent argument at the end of the day. I that man, that's gonna that's gonna be heartbreaking. <laughs> Which makes you wonder if this is what this season is gonna end up being about. Because I I think that I, calling me crazy, but I I think this season is not the end. I think there maybe there may be a third season for the show also. Like there's enough potential there for the for there to be another season. I mean, I may change my mind as the episodes progress, but I just just seems to be a lot of ground they need to. Does that confirm that they're no, you, no you, not you, not even close. You, 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 you want to stake a, a sobro guarantee on that? I'll put I'll put fifty cent on it. <laughs> you think for for what that there'll be a third season of this? I, I think there'll be a third season of the show. I do, I do. I think that this season will chart probably the progress of the demise of. Uh, of the friendship between Orga and Mika, and that will put them in a very, very particular place. I mean, there's still there's still 20 episodes left, so a lot true. can happen. A lot can. So I mean, you're you you. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm get, I mean, I'm, if you want to, that's fine. I'm getting way ahead of myself, and I know this, but uh, and I, I may I, uh, when we get to our last set of reviews, I may completely completely look like a fool. And but I'm but now and this, we'll be sure. We'll be sure to bring it up if you do. Oh as yes. You know, you, oh yes. And you can count on us to never let. Any yeah. pass and discretion of yours, go. Hey, brother, at least I was right about my man, uh, Mr. Chocolate. 
I can take that. But no, no I, I, I will eat. I will. I will eat shit if I am wrong. But uh, yeah. I, I, so you're you're still going with the point that there'll be a season three on this? I, I, I if I was okay. to put, if I was to put the percentage on it, I'd say I'm seventy five percent sure there'll be a season. Season three confirmed. Season three confirmed. Y'all. Season three confirmed. Yep. Yo, to, to the internet. To internet. Spread it. <laughs> Let everybody know, especially on four chan. Let it rip. Well, yeah. Po- post it. Up, post it up to uh, Facebook because you know fake stories tend to get posted there very easily. They so. sure do. <laughs> The Sobro guy must have the inside. Tra- <laughs> the Sobro guy must have the inside track. He knows everything. He's inside at sunrise. <laughs> I've got contacts. Oh my god! Somebody's uncle works at sunrise. Yo, my boy Mal in the chat says, "Goddamn exclusive." <laughs> you heard it here first and last. Yeah, is Netflix going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Netflix original, Iron Blooded Orphans. No. Oh. First, we brought back Young Justice. Now we're bringing back Iron Blooded Orphans. <laughs> Good times. Good Netflix for canceled shows live on. <laughs> so, any uh, any final thoughts on this block of episodes, gentlemen? Uh, I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty quick. Like yeah. I, I, like you said, I thought the um, the fact that they kind of gave us a quick update of like, okay, this has been a year. This is what's happened, and then I didn't feel like there was going to be a lull. I mean. It's definitely quicker pace than the first five episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. So that that's and and that's a good thing because we we don't we were kind of already established with a lot of the main characters and stuff, so we don't need that again. But unfortunately, sometimes when shows do these second split seasons like this, like you said earlier, Chris, they 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 go too far, and then you got to reunite the band, and you know before we know it's episode six or seven, and it's like we haven't really done anything, and so. I'm I'm really interested in seeing what goes on here now. Um, I'm I'm good with you know maybe these some some little arcs of uh, kind of these villains of the villains of the arc like the the space pirates were, but um, I like to see a little bit more of the overall story <clears throat> too. So I, I just hope like every three or four episodes isn't just like okay this is the new the new people that are being hired to you know take on Tekadon or something. So, so they don't have to rush up when they're doing the whole thing with against McGillis and all of them. So, mm-hmm. but it's good. Good stuff. It is. I've got a, a few tweets here from uh, several of the listeners. Uh, they wanted to uh, ask us a few questions here. Um, start, starting off with so Zako did it. Oh yes. Always, always. He's always the culprit. Uh, Mike, AKA six oh. formation. Go ahead. Given that uh, McGillis is Suzaku. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. He did do it. Oh, shit. He did do it. Oh, we, he did do it, we yeah. called it. <laughs> did it every single time. Oh, this motherfucker. He's back. And now he's villain. Good shit. Oh, my God. But uh, Sixer Mason says, so we're all in agreement, right? The masked man is Biscuit. Nah. No, nah, that's the no. Point. Actually, no. It's yes. um, it's his twin brother, Croissant. Oh no, I thought it was. I thought it was his, his cousin, Johnny Cakes. <laughs> no, it's it's his dead brother, unsuicided himself. <laughs> Came back with robotics. Good shit. Yo, they they we can rebuild him, <laughs> make him even more pussy. <laughs> we can build this guy. Who is this guy again? <laughs> Why are we spending all this money on him? <laughs> Yo, shout out to Yazi. He said Donut Griffin. Yo, was that his brother's name? I can't even remember. It was something ridiculous. Donut. Parfait. Parfait Griffin. Maybe it was Cronut. Cronut. 
<laughs> Good one. Uh, Yazi says, what are some of your favorite designs in Iron-Blooded Orphans so far? It seems that IBO went just as far as Double O in t- terms of unique style. Um, I like the Sheedon. I like the design of that. There's also a suit that shows up in 31 I can't talk about that I really like the design of. So I'll just say that. Why Why can't you not talk about it? Uh, the suit that, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Galen? Galen uh, uses? That, uh, that, that Gay rail? Yeah, the gay, that's it, that's it. That suit looks pretty cool. And, uh. Other than that, any any designs you guys are liking in the show? I like a little bit of the redesign of the Barbados. Yeah, I that, mean, it looks really nice. It looks freaking evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look nice. It looks freaking evil. It looks sinister as fuck. I mean, it's very, very jagged, and I mean, it's just, it looks like it's there for business, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I like... Um... All the Gundam designs, the uh, the Greys is a pretty cool series as the sort of oh, yeah. Zaku, and yeah. the the rebake. I like how the rebake full city, such a stupid name, is rocking the the four arms with four rifles because of course, of course, got to. Yeah, that's a crazy fucking name too. Uh, Hod says in response to this tweet, I love the Sheedin frame. And uh, Yazi says, indeed, it looks like a combination of the nightmare of a nightmare frame and Estevalis from Nadesco. Now that you bring that up, it kind of does. <laughs> it kind of does. Thank you very much, Yazi. I appreciate that. And Yazi does have another tweet here. He um, it's actually not so much a question, but an observation. He says, I don't understand why people keep thinking Hush is taking over Mika's role as main protagonist. He'll be a Sheedan pilot, and he shows us a cover of a model that's uh of the of the Sheedan that's being released, and it shows his picture on the box. So <laughs> he's got to start from somewhere, guys, before he becomes main character, y'all. All right, confirmed again. We 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 lead in the news on uh, Iron Blooded Orphans, guys. But uh, thank you. Wait, he's, he's 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 not going to get the ray from oh. the Force Awakens, oh. where he doesn't do anything at the beginning, and then by the end, he's he's tougher than Mika. He's super- he's, he's able to, he's able to accomplish in one episode what Mika took him, you know, twenty six to do. He becomes super pilot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> super pilot. Super super pilot. But uh, props to props to Yazi for that one. Flamex says Kudelia's hair is so impractically long that it's only a matter of time before it gets caught in a door or on machinery. Yo, she does need to cut that shit for real. <laughs> uh, Yazi says I think Kudelia is trying to imitate Miller Rage's hairstyle from Guilty Gear. Man, I um I I still like her character design. I think she looks cool and she's a bit more buxom now than she ever was. So there's there's that. But that hair is pretty nuts. I've got to say, but um, let's see. Yeah, let's see. We'll go with Austin real quick. Austin says, could you see Iron-Blooded Orphan story going for more than two seasons? Yeah, we kind of touched upon this, but he said if Sobro can. If so. <laughs> Sobro confirmed it, actually. Sobro can see anything. He sure has. Yeah. I'm seeing the future. Actually, actually, Sobro can see this probably going 10. ten oh, boy. There's enough there. He, he says, uh, if so, do you think they'll go with a movie or a third season? Uh, movie is probably the more likely choice, but I'm thinking of Netflix another. original. Netflix original. <laughs> <laughs> You're right here, folks. Oh. Confirmed for reals. It was on the internet, so it must be true. Yeah, I, 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 U.S. I, release on that movie too. <laughs> Tomorrow, two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Every city. I'm sure we'll get it. But Austin, a movie's not a bad idea. In reality, that's probably more likely than anything. Uh, a lot of popular Gundam No, you movies. said a third season. I'm, I'm banking okay, on don't watch I, on I, your bed. I am banking on a third season. Not, I, that has not changed. Now you're backpedaling. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what's up with that, man? He says, the reason I say this is because you can expand on the universe and tell different stories. Maybe even an OVA based near the end of the Calamity War. I would love to see an OVA in the Calamity War. And we, we may get that um, because a lot of people are asking, uh, you know, for more backstory in the Calamity War. That would be a great Yes, because Sunrise listens to the Western uh, fans of what they want. <laughs> well, <laughs> well all, all of the suckers who saw that online poll, the Crossbone one, sure seem to lose themselves in thinking that's true because <laughs> they, they have taken that to mean that Crossbone is confirmed to be online poll. Not a scientific poll. It's not usable data. <laughs> it's not anything. Somebody call Nate Silver. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, y'all have salty Super. about that one. Whew. Thank you, Austin, for that tweet. Um Yaza says Mika's skill, brutality, and kill counts make him worthy of the red shoulders on the Barbatos's Barbatos Lupus. Pelson would be proud. Yo, Pelson. Yep. <laughs> he would be. I, I can I could kind of see um, Chirico and uh, and Mika getting along. I mean, there wouldn't be much said. They never talk to each other. <laughs> they just kind of look at each other. <laughs> There's a lot, just a lot of dap going on. That's all. <laughs> not, not, wouldn't 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 be a good idea for like an OVA or anything because you wouldn't they wouldn't say anything. <laughs> Only voice acting you would need is just people screaming as they die. <laughs> Yeah, props to a fan of a fan of Killer in the chat. He says movie is what I think. Mosquito Valentine says movie series right now, and um, <laughs> Bright Star Sox says Gundam IBO the origin. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that's what's popping. But uh, so if they did a Calamity War thing, I'm just saying that if they did, would you like to see just the Barbados and seeing how it was used in the in the Calamity War? I'd like to see its former pilot uh, back during the Calamity War. And just to see exactly how it ended up on Mars, and um, pretty much uh, just just to see that that the story of that suit that would be kind of cool to take us through the war and see exactly how instrumental it was in the Calamity War to begin with, since it's an element well, I'm, from I'm, the show that we're already uh, already familiar with. And then see you know after the Calamity War, the pilot of the Barbados end up becoming a uh, a captain of the Vulture crew. Wait, oh, yes. what? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what, am I, what am i saying here it's all running together <laughs> but that that is it for the tweets and uh back to you chris oh hopefully we didn't lose chris yeah it sounds like you may or may not be there oh well chris, uh, over. <laughs> hopefully uh hopefully he'll fix his uh houston calling test We've lost contact well why we wait for chris to uh Hopefully fix his mic. Uh, I'll give some of my final thoughts on the the uh, the episodes. Uh, for the most part, it was a good starter set. Um, they hit the ground running. Um, I think they're ex- excellently paced. We haven't seen the strongest effort in the show so far, but why would we? It's only the first five episodes. Um, they're really building up to something. They're doing a lot of great world building. I've got to say that the the music is one of the elements I wanted to point out earlier. Has been fantastic. The score is even better. In these five episodes, and I think what I enjoyed of in the original first season, so I've got to say that it's uh it's I've been enjoying the score. I can't wait to get my hands on it uh, whenever that drops as well. And um, the 
the uh, what's it? The choreography and the the way they designed the battles. There's not a battle every episode, which is something I enjoy about the show. They don't feel like they have to give you a mandatory battle, and it was like that in season one. But that battle with the uh, with the Dawn Horizon Corps was so satisfying, especially when Reuter came out. Reuters came out to fight and got his ass handed to him. <laughs> you know, Mr. Target got his head dotted, but <laughs> it was uh it was very, very, very satisfying. Um, and just to see how everybody works together and how um, Mika had to fight kind of that three-way battle between Gallowhorn, um, his side, and the uh, Dawn Horizon Corps and still get his man, I thought was pretty pretty encouraging at the end of the day. I thought it was really awesome. But um, overall, if I was to rank uh, or give a rating to the five episodes as a group, I'd probably give it four stars or, or four uh, four four um four fields of crops that Mika planted out of five. There you go. And, uh, uh yeah, I'll probably give it, uh, uh, four infected back nodules out of five. <laughs> that was pretty gross. Yeah, like that, really gross. That was pretty, that was pretty disgusting. But I'm glad they showed it though, because they kept saying that, you know, to, to get that, uh, what is it? The eye of Valari system. I mean, you, you, not it doesn't take on everybody so it's like okay all we really saw is just guys that have it okay some guys have one some guys have two and then mika's got three but to see that yeah wow that it was pretty bad i mean um it's still kind of a weird thing though it's like i still kind of understand they just concentrate nano machines right in those little those areas and the nano machines don't go anywhere else in the body i don't really understand that science I guess maybe they they find a way to kind of contain them in that area, but uh, you know it's 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 interesting. And, and why was did they did they really ever really is that a result from the calamity war? Or is this or is this just something that just no? It, it, I, I don't really remember them going too much into detail how yeah. this system came about. Right? It is, it is technology from the calamity war. They they mentioned that in the earlier. It's earlier kind of episodes. banned, right? That's it, not really encouraged. Yeah, but the people, but they use it on. The human debris or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pe- pretty much. Uh, Mars is able to get away with all sorts of human atrocities. So why should they stop with kids? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Freaking disgusting. Um, but yeah, I, the fact that Mika went through it three times. Like I, I always noticed he had three on his back, mm-hmm. while most people only have one or two. And for him to go through yeah. that shit three times, that's why he's the pilot of the Barbatos. That's why he's able to. To, to handle that suit as much as he can and why he's able to push his body further than most other people can. And, uh, it might, it might be the very thing that makes him off kilter as a person. So, <laughs> oh, you think? You think? <laughs> oh my God, dude, it, it is, it's definitely divorced him from his, uh, from, from, I, I guess some of the faculties that he well, would have. I mean, I don't know if that's completely just that it's, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. These are freaking street kids that are, They've grown up in a really bad. I mean, yeah. This really kind of this show, I think, in some ways, really makes it where you know the the orphan Gundam pilot or the Gundam pilot with the bad parent situation. Mm-hmm. It's always something like this, and with these kids, I mean, the only other one that was really kind of like this. Well, actually, the rule at two it was freaking Garrett and and Judo that are really the ones that that I can, and maybe the wing boys, cause the wing boys had kind of a weird thing too, but, and they were kind of the precursors to these guys, but man, it really makes like, um, you know, guys like Armro and Camille and shit, all their bitching 
kind of oh, puts yeah. it in perspective. I mean, him, these guys makes him seem pussy by comparison. <laughs> you know, our, our, Armour was mad because he got taken away and he had to take his little Pinocchio th- puppet with him. And oh, you know, yeah. Mika and Ogre are sitting there eating trash as you know lunch. You know, so apparently <laughs> <laughs> makes you sit there and go, hmm, straight up the garbage. <laughs> yeah. And, and loving that shit, like Ooh, that's man, a, that's they, a they, delicacy, son. <laughs> lot of lot, lot of half-eaten biscuits. Wait, Yo. no, oh, we're not eating biscuits. Oh, too soon, too soon. Yo, when Hush came, so if, 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 if biscuit was eating half-eaten biscuits out of the trash, is that cannibalism? Yeah, maybe, maybe. When Hush, oh, came, it's not too soon. He's he's been dead for a year, dude. We can make fun of him. shit. We made fun of him when he died. Like the dad episode, I think I was making fun of him. When 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 Hush brought back that bag of trash. Like he just scored when they were oh, yeah. taking it back to his boy who just came back from uh, being oh, he did score, man. oh my god, he said, Yo, I got some fresh trash, bro. Let's feast. And this guy yeah. is like, I- I'm good, I'm good, I'm about to hang myself. Yeah. <laughs> I just, was, I just made it. I just, they just threw out a whole batch of half burnt cheddar bay biscuits at Red Lobster. It's dude, home. And I got some watermelon rinds for dessert. <laughs> And the Japanese love watermelon, don't Ooh, they? I, I do. Well, brother, I love watermelon. What can I really? Do? I don't like watermelon. Oh my god! I, I don't like watermelon candy. I don't like watermelon. I mean, I like melons. I mean, I like like cantaloupes and honeydews and stuff. But I don't like watermelon mm-hmm. for some reason. Well, man, it's ingrained in my. I hate watermelon candies, like Jolly Ranchers and shit. They're yeah. vile. Yeah, they don't taste like watermelon. though. that's the problem. They just taste like some weird flavor. Um, but you know, as, as for the actual melon, well, it's, it's ingrained in my DNA. So, you know, I can't, I well, can't enjoy it before, it. It, before it's banned. Oh yeah. <laughs> Along with everything else. Oh my God. But, so I guess Chris might be dead. No, no. Chris, Lost? Chris reached out to me and mentioned that uh, he's, he's, there's an emergency happening on his end right now. So he won't be able to rejoin us. Unfortunately. Okay. Shout out to Chris. Um, make sure to, uh, visit mahq.net. That's the Mech and Anime mm-hmm. headquarters. So of course, you can find reviews of the first four episodes of this season up on his Iron-Blooded Orphans uh, section of MHQ, uh, episodes 26 through 29, and I'm sure 30 and 31 are soon to come. So keep an eye over there if you want to read reviews, um, fully detailed reviews of what Chris thought and has written up on the episodes. If you guys want his side of the story, uh, maybe he can give us a little uh, catch-up when we do the next episode of Gundam at MHQ. But um, any, any anything else oh, you it, wanted to go ahead? Oh well, I was just gonna say that you know, people out there, if you want to watch this, it's on it's on Hulu. Season one was on Hulu, and season two is on Hulu. So I would suggest just support it on there. Um, you know, because I'm sure they they check the the views and all this stuff, and yeah. you know, you actually get to you actually get to watch it without breaking the law. So yeah, you, you, there you go. You had mentioned to me that the new episodes go up on Mondays, which is the very next day mm-hmm. after they air. So I mean, granted, you can you can they, they might go up sooner. I don't always check on Sunday. So that I I'll I don't really go on Hulu on Sunday. I'll I'll like I have like a weird thing with Hulu. I'll I'll um like Saturday mornings when I wake up and I'll have coffee and I'll just kinda and I'll watch like there's certain shows that I watch that so I can kinda catch up on it. Yeah. But um I, I, yeah, I noticed Iron Blooded Orphans is Monday nights usually fine, but um, yeah, it might go up sooner. I don't know. It's also on, but at least the one day. Who cares? And of course, it's on Daisuke.net, and I, I'm guessing it's on Daisuke. That's the feed. The that's day, the feed they use. That's the feed that they use, and that's I think it's on day of airing. So if you miss it on 
Daisuke and you want to watch it on Hulu on your mobile device or whatever, or on uh, whatever, you can do that as well. So um, definitely support it in its actual. Hulu's world. got a shit ton of anime. Yeah, they got, they got a lot of they got a lot of new stuff. They got a lot of old stuff too. I yeah. mean, they got like a very impressive. I was shocked uh, to see thing. they have. I was shocked to see they have the most recent se- season of JoJo up there. It's like wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, all that stuff. I was like, yo, yeah. yo, Hulu coming through. <laughs> but of course. So it like, becomes a Netflix, Netflix original. Yeah. Also, the Hulu's kind of doing that now, too. Oh, yeah. Also, when it starts to air on Adult Swim uh, in English, like the current first season is right now, definitely check it out there, too. It's God, I haven't seen Adult Swim. Is Adult Swim is it still on? Yeah, Adult Swim's still on, man. They, they, Holy they shit. I haven't seen it probably. Oh, my God. I forgot about it. Yeah. I haven't seen Adult Swim in probably. Man. I think the last time I saw it was May of 2015. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I was gone for a while, but oh, yeah. I, I forgot that that shit was even on. Yeah, I, I, I keep forgetting that. Let's <laughs> even on it now. Well, I know uh, they call their anime block Tsunami. They've rebranded it Tsunami. So I, I oh, so it's Tsunami? Yeah, okay. it's, it's Tsunami. Tom back? It's, it's a part of Adult Swim. Yeah, Tom's hosting it. Um, they got on their song on there right now. Oh, thank heaven for Seven Eleven. I mean, what? Yeah, <laughs> they're showing Dragon Ball Kai. Uh, they're showing, awesome. They're showing uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. They're showing uh, Iron Blooded Orphans, and they're wow. showing uh, I forget what else they're showing. Uh, those are the ones I I see. But um, it's good to see that it's still kicking and that they're showing they're taking a chance on stuff. Of course, they showed Space Dandy. Um, there's other shows. They're showing Attack on Titan whenever the new season of that sh- shows up. Um, they, they show a lot of uh, popular. I stuff. still need to finish that first season. That show kind of lost me, man. I, it's it's good and it's violent and stuff, but I don't know. It, it maybe there's more hype than actually. Yeah, yeah. For me, I was watching. It I, I don't know. So I, was, I was on board the whole time. It wasn't even hype that got me. I just liked the trailer. It's like, yo, this looks really cool. It's the first anime that caught my eye. Yeah, I just never really time. finished it. I never really finished watching it. But I, I'm very bad at doing this now there's so much stuff i need i've started i i just <laughs> I, would, I get kind of bored i'm like uh yeah so yeah well that's what's up but guys uh that's our review of iron blood mm-hmm. and orphans episodes 26 through 30 uh again watch us uh, support it on the proper methods and make sure that uh numbers speak louder than uh than than the methods so <laughs> definitely check it out uh, where it, uh, where well, it's it not even that. The, my point is, is there's no excuse anymore. I mean, exactly. these people listen, so that's yeah. very true. Um, it's it's out there and it's in, it's out there through official means. So definitely support it. Um, yeah, it looks good too. Did uh, did IBO ever come out here on Blu-ray yet? The first season, anyway. Does anyone know in the chat? Let me know, guys. Um, Wrong person to ask. Yeah. Yazi wants to know: Have you seen Westworld on HBO? Yes. Yeah, he's he's, he's watching it, man. He's down with Robert Ford, man. He he knows what's going on. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's a fucking weird show. Oh, I love it. I freaking love it, man. It's so good. Uh, Phantom Killer. The one thing it just proves my fucking point. Mm-hmm. You have to. You are have a freaking god complex to freaking make robots like that mm-hmm. and sit there. And everybody that works for the Westworld company or whatever Delios or whatever the hell it is. Oh yeah. They're stupid. They're kind of jerks. They're freaking stupid. It's the and this is the other reason why you do not want corporations running AI and freaking self-teaching robots like this. Because every one of those assholes, a red flag went up, and they're all hiding it. Yeah. Dude sitting there, 
freaking talking to you know talking to a robot that's becoming self-aware the one dude the the black guy from freaking casino royale yes. sitting there going um <laughs> there's something wrong here but i'm gonna hide everything because that just makes more sense bernard you got freaking bernard <laughs> freaking creepy anthony hopkins who's yes. i'm i'm god i'm the i'm the greatest thing of god and, and here's my family and blah 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 and, oh yeah by the way spoiler alerts but uh, it's like <laughs> this is that this just proves my point i sit there and i'm like and then secondly, I actually want to know what the hell the outside world's like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually getting to the point now, I don't really care about Westworld. Damn. I want to know what's going on in the outside world, that people have all this time to go to a friggin' place like this, and that they're sitting there going, they're freaking so bored that they're getting off on raping, killing, and pillaging freaking robots. Like, what the hell is this? Well, they make it sound mm-hmm. like the outside world has solved all its problems. Like that's what I want to see, though, because mm-hmm. there's no way that that can be possible. Yeah, I mean, we saw that in Star Trek. Because because when they had that conversation between Bernard and Robert yeah. Ford, they said that um, basically we have nowhere else to go but immortality at this point because we solved all our other problems. So you know, it's kind of like a, a Federation utopia out, out there. And but it's it's people come. But here. I want to. I mean, they don't have to do like a whole season on it. Yeah. But I want to see what. Just show me a little bit of this world that everything and that what type of people because you know we know what type of people are. I mean these these are fucked up people that oh, are yeah. going there because they're going there to do I mean like that one freaking creepy guy that uh, was in the black you know the, the black suit not not the man in black but the 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 two guys you know the the one guy that was protecting Dolores with his freaking statistic buddy oh yeah I mean that dude's a freaking He's just a, a freaking misogynist. Yeah, Logan, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a nut. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but the fact that you would commit so many resources to something that is really kind of... I mean, yeah, it's cool, but it's freaking stupid in the same way. It's like, how perfect is this world that that people that they're are doing so this? And, and pent up that they have to come here... To let out their most yeah. animalistic instincts, yeah, it makes you wonder exactly. And the people that work for the company are messed up too because they're sitting there and they're overseeing these people act like freaking animals. I mean, dudes are just going in; they'll go into a freaking a saloon and shoot up everybody. I mean, what the hell is that? <laughs> oh, if, if anything, yeah, it's 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 people just come in and day one. That to me is the bigger ass. thing about the world. That's to me is yeah. the bigger thing about the world. It's not so removed the, from it, yeah. Yeah, not the robot uprising. When they mention that the that the androids are so like this close to being human themselves, the fact that they can, people, people can rape and kill them and murder them in so many ways and and just do it without any kind of conscience drives me nuts because I could not go there and do that. I'd love to go there for adventure and shit, but I couldn't just shoot. Somebody it means they have without. nothing. It means they have nothing in their life then. Exactly. So if 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 your whole thing. It, it, so yeah they probably solved everything but then it's got to be just a boring world because if they're having to go if they're having to build a place like this for people to do this stuff it's a messed up world that to me is more than the robot uprising once again i just look at that and i'm like that just shows the hubris of man we're freaking idiots just because we do something doesn't mean we need to and then we sit there and like i said all those people are idiots they're hiding everything yeah oh well i mean 
the robot the robots are freaking doing all these crazy things and you're you're not i'd be going right to the freaking board and saying hey shut this shit down because it looks like the that that company wants to shut that thing down oh yeah oh phantom killer yeah i i, I was gonna uh, mention that yeah that, that's all the t- well, most of the tweets we got tonight shout out to everybody who did tweet by the way thank you so much uh, if you guys ever want to participate in the episode, use the hashtag Gundam Live and whatever number episode that is, basically to get your your points heard. We can showcase your tweet on the episode. And thank you guys for um for participating. But back to you, Neil. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's that's fine. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I mean Westworld's been an interesting watch for me. Uh, How many more episodes is it? We got four more. So I think episode okay. six aired this sun- past Sunday. So we got four more episodes, and then that season is wrapped up for the uh for the season but uh they can't be going too long with this though there can't be that many seasons i don't know how they're gonna unless they're the doing premise. yeah that's i mean yeah it's it's already starting to be like it it needs to kind of conclude a little bit i mean <laughs> well we don't know where it's going i mean they could expand it to no, we know where other, it's going. other facets of the park i'm thinking we know where it's going it's oh. it's it's the one oh, that woman is gonna kill somebody Oh, Dolores? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Mave, Mave, yeah, Mave, yeah, Maeve. Because those yeah. dumb, those two dumbasses. Oh yeah. Oh, let's just put this at freaking eleven. <laughs> oh, that makes that makes sense. And then how stupid is it? See, once again, I get that it's, I get that it's a uh, a TV show. Yeah. But why do we have to completely dumb everything down to the point where everything's stupid? Because there would be a fail safe. So this company and they have a control that, you know, they have that big control board where they watch everything. So if two idiots, first off, if the robot goes online, wouldn't the control center know? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you have a system to know that you would be tracking where these, they have something that shows where these robots are at all times. So when this woman Maeve, when she, when she boots up, mm-hmm. when she's not supposed to, wouldn't the control center know? Well, I mean, they, they have to activate her while she's in that room also. So it's not out of the norm for her to be ever active in that room. But to have her walking around the complex as right, long but as my, she did, my... yeah, that's a little that's a little off. And how they got how they got away with that is yeah. kind of strange. And then and then when those dumbasses gave her what more something per, was it something per, uh, something perception? I forget what yeah. I forget what they, they freaking raised up to the limit. They maxed her intelligence up to the limit is what they did. And it's like wow. Wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't the control center know that? Yeah, that, I mean, you you have that elaborate thing mm-hmm. where they can at any point they knew where um, that that dude that smashed his head was. They could find out where you know they could triangulate kind of where he was at any mm-hmm. point. Yet when these two idiots give her freaking full like Stephen Hawking intelligence, Woo-hoo! that's not gonna that's not gonna do a little beep on the board in the in the control center. You figured someone would eventually see that, but I think they established when that guy was trying to raise the uh, the bird from the dead that they can do that locally near her and get away with it, at least temporarily anyway, without without It doesn't the, make any the sense then away. because it makes and and that's the problem that I have some that's the problem I have with the evil corporation shit and and I'm not saying that there aren't evil corporations, mm-hmm. but you're telling me that you're going to put all this time and money and efforts and things. You can track these robots at any time, but selectively just because the plot um, dictates it that they're not going to know that these two idiots just put her intelligence at freaking 100. 
that's it's yeah. it, th- that's the shit that kind of bugs me. I'm like, <laughs> because it would have made more sense of okay, we did it. Next thing you know, security comes in, they bring it down. Maybe she has kind of a residual thing of being up there. That makes better story thing of then. Oh, we're just going to put it at a hundred and just monolithic company that has controls of everything they're not going to know that because you know the plot dictates it's kind of stupid it's kind of shitty writing at that point because it's it's just a it's just a loose plot device that kind of insults people i i i i think i'll reserve uh, judgment on that until i see how the whole picture comes together because it, it's still a disjointed storyline i mean they still haven't it's uh, all fucked up really yeah. i mean they're it, it's a it, it's cool but there's just I don't I don't get the point of why have a control center if because in reality yes they're programmed not to kill but you got to keep track of where they're at um, <clears throat> and they have to have control they have to have some type of monitoring system to make sure these things don't miss uh, malfunction at any point so and I get that okay yeah they're in the um, they're in the uh, wherever that is, the lab that you know, you know, the fix-it shop, whatever it is. But the fact that they would basically go past the limit that's set for her, I mean, and the fact that two low-level techs really would have that security authorization, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> I, you know, it, it and it's just and it's just convenient for the plot. Yeah, I don't know. Sure to me, is. to it me, it's a it's a ticky tack. Yeah, it's a ticket time bomb. You saying? That, no, to me, it's just a ticket. It might be a t- to people. It might be a ticky tacky thing. Yeah. But the fact of it's we have this thing that's so monolithic. If we're gonna have a true up robot uprising and and self awareness thing, make it more organic than two idiots give her a hundred and in, in intelligence and you know nobody noticed that they did this. Well, they did know. They did mention that that's not the highest that their intelligence can go. That's how that's how much the fail safes will allow them to do that. They also mentioned that there's already some kind of entity or person who's pulling the strings on a lot of other shit in the park, and um, I'm not exactly sure uh, who who that yeah, is. Yeah, probably the old man, Arnold. They say it's Arnold, but Arnold may be some kind of AI, it's super AI that's running yeah. in the background. Who knows? But uh, I, I dig that. Yeah, that's what that's what Ar- that's what Arnold is. Yeah, I think so. I don't think Arnold is dead by any slice of the imagination. He might inhabit a body. That's walking around that park and nobody knows exactly who he is. But I enjoy the show. Uh, Fred asks, so I, I take it in Westworld is awful. No, it's not awful at all. It's actually, I think no, it's, it's not awful. I'm just, and I see one comment being snarky. Oh, it's about a simulated world of cowboy robots. Yes, I get that. But I'm just <laughs> saying, when you have a big company, it does, it just kind of is insulting that. You would have somebody monitoring and people would be doing stuff that just it, it, we're supposed to kind of sometimes think of, oh, there could be a point in our world that we would have that we could have, we could be able to monitor shit. I mean, that's my point is it's like there's so much kind of things that are done that are so convenient that just seems it would never that wouldn't really happen if this big monolithic corporations doing this they would have a little bit more eyes on some of these things than what's really going on. And so, yes, I understand it's a robot, <laughs> robot cowboy in it. I know it's fake, but then if, you know, let's not insult our intelligence. Sometimes we can make these things a little bit more 
I mean, shout out to Mosquito Valentine. He says I was generally, I was generally trying to describe it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even, matter. Even Jurassic Park did a better job monitoring shit. The they first did. And fourth movies. <laughs> they did. So Dennis, did, what was that? that was his name, right? Or. I remember him as Newman oh, from oh, uh, Dennis. Uh, oh, what's his last fucking name? I think his name was Dennis, and he, you yeah. know, he put the virus on the on, on on the park where they didn't know where everything was. But yeah, they at least they knew. Newman. Yeah, and then in <laughs> and then in the and then in uh, Jurassic uh, Jurassic World when um, uh, Star Lord, uh, oh, before when those poor dudes had to go find the that. Um, that monster it, it freaking ripped the thing out oh, so the, i mean oh, the drift king oh the drift king got fucked <laughs> yeah that's right i forgot it was the drift king your boy the drift king <laughs> I forgot about that guy dennis nedry shout out to fred yo i knew fred would know that's his favorite fucking movie yo shout out to fred for that drive the first one yeah dennis nedry was the it's asshole. a good movie yeah it, I, it, 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 it's a really good movie yeah, i mean the Jurassic World was pretty good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I hear people shit on Jurassic World all the time, and it's like, you know what? No, it, it, no, no movie's gonna be as good as Jurassic Park. Let's just put that on the table. But Jurassic, I like the homage they did to it, and yeah. it wasn't forced. It wasn't, forced and it wasn't forced like you. They force shit now. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it wasn't. You know, that was, was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, oh, it's the old Jeep. It's like, damn. Yeah, I, I, I felt it was fine. You know, like I said, it's not. It's not a perfect film, Jurassic World. But it definitely was fucking fun to watch, and I, I didn't really, I didn't really have any fucking major problems with it. It, it was dumb at times, but most blockbusters are dumb. So, what's your point? Yeah, the girl, <laughs> how, how the girls running through the park in like six inch heels. Yeah, exactly. That's a little crazy. You just gotta yeah. accept the madness at this point. <laughs> yeah, there's fucking raptors running around. What do you want? <laughs> because because to be honest with you, it didn't really take itself seriously. Yeah, like. I, I, I felt in a lot of ways Jurassic World was a little bit more uh, tongue-in-cheek than even Jurassic Park was, mm -hmm. you know, because Jurassic Park, it's got, it's a little bit more grounded, you know, they have the, um, you know, the paleontologists and, and, you know, they're kind of doing all that stuff, so everything seemed a little bit more grounded, but this one, it was like, eh, this is just like some crazy freaking world now where... You know, we go to uh, uh, <laughs> we go to dinosaur world, and but once again, stupid stuff. We create a dinosaur that's like what was it? Some raptor and a T Rex and something else. It's like, why would you make this? Well, we need attendance is low. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking maniac idea, dude! I swear. God damn. Yeah. I was like, God. what? Once again, like Westworld, why would you do? Why, why would you spend all this? I mean, if that world's perfect, why don't you colonize the moon or it's something? Like, what are you Unless they do have a colony on the moon, but I mean, it's gonna, a lot of money. What are you gonna tell me next? You found the Necronomicon and you fucking raised the demon? Well, we need to get more people at the fucking park. <laughs> it's like good shit. Good shit. We're I did feel bad for the. I felt <laughs> bad for the girl's assistant. Mm -hmm. Remember the one that she had, the, the, her assistant oh, yeah. that she made. Made uh, look after her nephews or oh, whatever. She got, she got eight. Oh, got like, yeah, oh. she got like picked up by the pterodactyls and thrown into the freaking uh, Shamu, the evil oh, yeah. Shamu pit. She sure did. It's I like, was, I'm sitting there watching Supergirl because the new season just started. Right, I'm looking at this woman that's playing Lex Luthor's sister on there, and I'm saying, where the fuck have I seen her before? Right, the chat tells me 
It's like, you know, that's that chick from Jurassic Park that got fucking ate up by the Megalodon or whatever. It's like, oh, shit, that's her. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't recognize her without being tossed in the air. <laughs> and I, I really don't remember her being, like, a shitty character. I mean, yeah. she didn't really want to have to watch the kids, but it wasn't like she was, like, mean or anything. No, she didn't like, have that coming. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a horrible death for somebody that was just, like, in the wrong place at the wrong time. My wife... <laughs> My wife hates that scene. She hates what happens to that girl. And it's like, yeah, man, yeah, it's I don't get it. Brutal. I can't lie. It was I, I laughed, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. <laughs> well, the first time I saw, it, I was like, oh man, okay, she got taken away, mm-hmm. and then she got thrown. I think she gets thrown up in the air a couple times, and then they drop her in the water, and the freaking megalodon freaking get. I was like, holy crap! Like, <laughs> I mean, you're not even doing this to the asshole people. It's, it's like. But whatever. It's crazy, man. But guys, thanks again for tuning in for Gundam and MSQ yeah. episode 183. Shout out to everybody who came out and watched it live. If you're watching the archive, thank you. If you're listening to the audio version, thank you very much for listening and downloading it. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes at Gundam. Just search for Gundam. You'll find us or Gundam MHQ. Make sure to subscribe to us there. Hit the follow button here on uh, YouTube, the subscribe button, so that way you'll be made aware when we're going to have another live show. We should be having another one in two weeks. What we're talking about, I don't effing know. <laughs> but we'll let you guys know once we uh, figure out the next subject. Also want to apologize, uh, Chris, who also wants to apologize for having to leave early. But uh, shout-outs to Chris. Again, uh, make sure to uh, visit mahq.net when you have time. I also want to let people know about our, our boys over at Shin Station EU. They, are go- they have a stream popping uh this weekend with uh looks like uh yazi is joining them uh for um a commentary on bacano which is going to be uh streamed live at tinyurl.com slash shinstation eu uh make sure to follow them on twitter at shinstation eu uh in order to find out uh when they're going to be doing it i believe it's going to be 3 30 p.m eastern standard time or, hey wasn't uh, one of those guys isn't one of the guys in shinstation eu isn't he in britain yeah, one of them's in Britain. Um, that would be so. Uh, he's exiting Shin Station EU, then, oh, yeah, right? Pre- pretty much. We we. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a Shin Station Brexit. <laughs> they joke about it all the time. Actually, yo, shout out to Sixer Mason. He's the he's the Brit in the group. <laughs> Are they going to be able to talk? <laughs> they, 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 is it just gonna, it's just not going to. He's just going to have to show his passport every yo, time they want Shin, Shin Station EU is a stronger union than the actual fuck European Union at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yo, shout out to Archetype Saber and Yazi who will be joining them on the commentary for their. Uh, what are they uh, talking about again? Bac- what is- Bacano. It's a uh, anime set in the 1920s about a group oh. of people during the 19. 19- it's a p- one of the few period pieces animes out there. Like, is it good? I, I keep hearing how good it is. I've never, su- I've never seen like, it. Like, what's it? So it's in the 20s in what, Japan? No, I, well, I think it's 1920s America. Stream, let me know if I'm wrong. Oh, the Roaring 20s. Yeah, the Roaring 20s. Uh, I, I, someone Roaring. Had- Oh, yeah, let me fix my face. So, Roaring Twenties. Um, Saber Sass will also be on the commentary as well. So, Yazi says it's a great show. And uh, it's about gangsters in New York. Oh, wow. Oh, hey. Okay. Yazi, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. That's what's up. And also, shout-outs to Mal. Um, But, yeah, check uh, check them out. Just follow them on Twitter, at ShinStationEU, (laughs) and on live stream at tinyurl.com slash ShinStationEU. So it's an anime version of um, Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, it's about alcohol bootlegging in the twenties. What? It's about yeah. It's about <laughs> what? Oh, well, I hope I hope it ends better than that show did. 
<laughs> God damn. Talk about a bad last season. Ooh. Yo, dog, for real. God damn. It was poop. They should have just stopped where it was. Ooh, man. I was trying to like it. I'm like, gotta support this, but god damn, this is terrible. I gotta finish what I started, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of tough. But, um, of course, you guys, uh, thanks again for uh, hitting us up and watching the stream today. Also, follow us on Twitter at GundamNMHQ and make sure to visit Gundam.net. Uh, if you guys want to find this episode, the audio for this episode being posted or details on this episode, where to jump to and all that stuff. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. Neo, anything you wanted to mention before we, we break out of here? No. Well, shit. Well, guys, uh, if anything, <clears throat> uh, be on the lookout for the next episode 184 when we have it. And for Neo, myself, and Chris, uh, you've been listening to Gundam at MHQ 183. We'll see you guys later. Peace. What's the matter? Why don't you just finish me off, huh? Guess I just can't bring myself to do that. I'll bet you pity me. Is that it? All right, listen. I know this time around I really embarrassed this city. Sure, my dream's now done and over with, along with this here right arm of mine. Hey, they're all... Shibbity, please, stand up! will you do? Article 3 of the Gundam Fight International Regulations. The fighter may challenge to move on to the Championship League as often as he desires. As long as the dream of winning remains with the fighter. I see. So I can begin from the city again if I so desire? And I'll keep challenging as many times as it takes. Until I'm able to recapture this city's dream. And I'll do it with these fists of mine. I'll be back! Today I know I lost to you, but I'll be back to challenge you once again. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're one of the good guys, Chibity Crockett. Thank you. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. What's up, Gordon? Looks like, uh, looks like we got two beards in the room. Three, if you count your wife. Let's dive in. First question, why such a c***? I'm kidding. I'm totally... I'm kidding. That's the second question. I skipped ahead. Let's get to the heart of the matter now. Why can't you be like other actors? Good ones. Speed round. Answer as quickly as you can. Now, if you had a gun to your head... Do you consider Deadpool the Green Lantern of good movies? What's Eva Mendez like?
I don't know. What's Blake Lively like? She's wonderful. No. What's Blake Lively like? You're a f***ing pig. Right. Now, what made Deadpool so successful? Well, it's a combination of things. I mean, you got a great director in Tim Miller. You have incredible writers in Rhett Reese. I'm so Paul bored w right now, I don't even know if I'm peeing. So, GQ Man of the Year, that's a big honor. You know, I can't, I can't think of anyone more worthy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, um... Oh, hey, Jake. And, uh, see you there. What's he doing here? No. What are you doing here? Uh, can we just cut the cameras for just one second? Hey, um, how many times have you met your children? What are you talking about? I've seen the kids every single day and it's night. Cool. The cameras aren't rolling. Yes, they are, and even if they Speed weren't... Speed why such a c***? I already asked that question. Hold on. Okay. Uh, of all the endangered animals that you've eaten, which one would you say tastes best? I've never... You're right. The American bald eagle is off the endangered species list. Therefore, I don't think it is. Well, at least you admit to eating one. I think we're, I done, think we're done here. Stop. Stop it. Don't. Don't. Butternut, Butternut nipple clamp. clamp. Bring, Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. Garcia. That, that does it. it. I'm, I'm done here. here. I love, love you. you.